0: Hey, everybody. Logan Alex CPA here. I own Choice Tax Relief, where we help taxpayers uh, deal with the IRS, fight the IRS. We reach the best resolutions possible for our clients. And today, as the owner of a tax relief company who has talked to uh, hundreds of people who have tax problems and who employs uh, staff who have talked to hundreds of of people, probably some of them talked to thousands of people who have IRS back-tax debt. I feel it is my obligation to share um, a hard truth with many of you folks out there who have found yourselves with back-tax debt to the IRS, and the hard truth is this. Despite what you may have heard on the radio, despite what you may have been told by a salesperson from a tax relief company or, or otherwise, despite what you may have seen in online advertising, the vast majority of folks who owe the IRS will not qualify for an offer in compromise, that's a settlement with the government to pay them less than you owe in terms of your back tax debt. I'm going to get into the reasons for that later in this video, but right now, I want to share, I want to say that that uh, is not necessarily a bad thing. As a matter of fact, there are other tax resolution options available to taxpayers who do not qualify for an offer and compromise that can be just as good or almost as good as an offer and compromise would be. What am I talking about? Well, a, a common resolution we get folks in. Who do not qualify for an offer and compromise is a hardship-based installment agreement or a partial payment installment agreement. Now, you may have been in an installment agreement with the IRS before on your back tax debt, and the installment agreement that you set up with the IRS, especially if you just set it up online, um, that is called a full payment installment agreement. Under that kind of installment agreement you're going to pay the IRS everything you owe with penalties and interest, over a certain span of time, generally over 72 months, or uh, when the tax debt drops off at the CSET date, if that's before 72 months. However, there are special kind of installment agreements called partial payment installment agreements, where yes, you're going to have to pay the IRS monthly. It's not like with an offer compromise where you're paying the full amount uh, within five months or in some cases within 24 months. Right? You're still paying the IRS over uh, a length of time, years and years and years, every month. Directly debited out of your account. However, with a partial payment installment agreement, the sum of all those payments by the time you've made them all, on the date your tax debt drops off, which is 10 years from the date of assessment, does not sum up to the total amount that you owe the IRS. So you are partially paying your liability to the IRS. Far more people qualify for a partial payment installment agreement. Than an offer and compromise, especially especially if they have uh, equity in their home that they cannot access. Okay? Um, another solution, CNC, currently non collectible status. Uh, this is where we make the argument to the IRS that, hey, this individual, they can't pay you anything every month, IRS. So they will not have to pay the IRS anything, literally zero. With an offer and compromise, it's an offer. There has to be consideration. You have to offer at least something to the government when you make an offer and compromise. With CNC, you don't pay the government anything because you're considered not collectible. That's what it stands for CNC currently not collectible. Now, we typically only like to go down this path uh, for folks who, may, who um, meet certain criteria. Uh, And the reason for that is the IRS um, does have the right to kick people out of CNC if they start making more money. Same thing with PPIAs. The IRS, you know, they, they can review these every two years. But we personally find that the IRS tends to kick people out of PPIAs far less frequently than they kick people out of CNCs. And in fact, there's a kind of a systemic removal from CNC that happens uh, based on your AGI on on future tax returns. That's probably getting a little too technical, but, but for some folks, CNC is a great option, right? If they can stay in CNC until their tax debt drops off, great. Downside of PPIS and CNCS is the government will file uh, a notice of federal tax lien against you to protect its uh, its interests. So th- those are two other options that uh, we often look at for clients who don't qualify for an offer and compromise. Uh, but now let's circle back to to why do most most taxpayers, even if they owe the IRS a significant amount of money, not qualify for an offer and compromise? And that is because this Despite the way that the tax relief industry as a whole has made offers and compromise and settlements and Fresh Start programs sound, um, it really comes down to a formula. It comes down to a formula of how much disposable income you have every month, and that disposable income is not calculated how you would calculate it, it's calculated how the IRS calculates it, where they cap certain expenses. Right, Let's say uh, you live in a snazzy apartment and you're paying five grand a month as a single person. Right, IRS is going to say, uh uh-uh, uh, you don't need to pay five grand a month for an apartment. Um, for, your, for your particular county and a household size of one, we're going to cap all your living expenses uh, or your housing expenses rather at, at say, $2,000 a month. And they come out with these different standards every year for every county in the country. They do the same thing for other expenses. Um, you know, there's a national standard for clu- food, clothing, and miscellaneous. Now, sometimes you can argue that uh, you know, perhaps one of your children has a has a special dietary need, and it's been medically documented that why well, you need to spend more on food every month than the IRS expects you to. You have to document all that. But in general, the IRS is going to cap you at certain levels of expenses uh, for all of your uh, your basic living expenses. So, offer and compromise formula take your monthly disposable income and then you have to multiply it by a certain multiplier uh, it's typically 12 could be 24 um, if you if you need more time to, to pay your offer amount so and that's that's part of what is called your reasonable collection potential okay that monthly disposable income times a multiplier which is typically 12 right so if your your monthly disposable income per the IRS's math um, is a thousand dollars then you multiply that by 12 okay part of your RCP is twelve thousand dollars we're not done yet Okay? we're not done yet, because the IRS also looks at your equity and assets, and they do not care if you cannot access the equity in your home. In reality, they will still count the equity in your home against you for purposes of offering compromise. Now, they do give you a little haircut. You can take the fair market value, you know, times it by eighty percent, subtract the mortgage, and that's that's the value for offering compromise purposes. Sometimes you can get a better answer than that if you actually. Uh, uh, you know, get a contractor out there, uh, get an inspector out there, and you can document that, well, look at all these repairs uh, this house needs, it's not fair to just look at Zillow and call that the fair market value. But regardless, if you have a ton of equity in your home, it's going to be a tough sell to qualify for an offer and compromise whether you can um, whether you can uh, get that uh, access that equity and convert it to cash or not, right? They're gonna look at the equity in all your assets. Sometimes they give you this 20% haircut where you multiply the fair market value by 80%, sometimes you don't. But, you know, stocks, IRAs, uh, you know, other investments you have, um, your, uh, you know, your home, right? Your cash, so you have a lot of, in savings accounts, CDs, you're gonna look at all that, right? And they're gonna consider all that fair game that you should give that, that equity in your assets to them and your offer. Right, so if you have substantial equity and in assets, including equity in your home, offer and compromise is probably off the table. And then you have to add these two, right? Remember that that kind of twelve thousand I told you about earlier in that example. That's one part of your reasonable collection potential, your RCP, that you have to you have to give the government an offer and compromise. You add that to your equity and assets. And those two figures combined is your RCP, your reasonable collection potential. This is what the IRS expects you um, to, to give them in an offer and compromise. And for most people, the sum of those things greatly exceeds the amount of their IRS debt, meaning the IRS will not accept that offer. And there's another nit here too, which is even if that RCP amount is lower than what you owe the government. If we isolate that monthly disposable income and multiply it by the number of months left until your tax debt drops off, the CESA date 10 years after the date of assessment, if that amount is greater, uh, if, or if the government would get more in that um, installment agreement, even if it's a partial payment installment agreement, if the government would get more in that arrangement that in granting you an offer and compromise, they'll deny the offer and compromise is not in the best interest of the government and uh, want to see you placed in an installment agreement. Now, on the flip side of all this, I will say that many offer examiners, the people who review your offer and compromise at the IRS, well not ma- I shouldn't say many, some of them have a chip on their shoulder. Right now we're dealing with the case with an individual who has many, many, many Well, first let me say, this individual makes over two hundred thousand dollars a year, okay? and um, uh, this individual lives in one of the highest cost of living um, places in the nation, and he has many, many, many dependents, probably more dependents than anyone watching this right now. Uh, We're not just talking children, we're talking uh, older parents and things like that who all live with him under his roof and who depend on his sole income to survive. Well, the offer examiner is not being very friendly. It seems she has a chip on her shoulder, right? Why what, doesn't want to grant offer and compromise to a guy who makes a couple hundred grand a year because she just thinks, "Gosh, she makes a whole heck of a lot of money. Makes a heck of a lot more money than I do, and I've paid my taxes diligently. I'm a federal employee, right?" So sometimes you, you get some of that, right, from the folks in the offer unit, and sometimes, in my opinion, they reject their offers and compromise. Perfectly good offers and compromise we submit to them, um. Just on that basis, uh, kind of a personal vendetta or or, or something like that. Um, thankfully, thankfully though, the IRS has an office called the independent Office of Appeals where you can if 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 you've just had a rotten offer examiner who is who is not really doing their job, who's not following the internal revenue manual, uh, who's not listening to you know your well crafted arguments that are in the basis of the internal revenue code or more likely the internal revenue manual. Um, then you have another buy at the apple and the uh, the IRS Independent Office of Appeals, where um, you know if if we do run into one of these bad offer examiners, we do take our clients' cases to appeals and we generally do um, uh, win there. So um, not to be a Debbie Downer about offers and compromise. Okay, I have, I have some other videos here on the channel. You'll see them here on the left hand side of the screen that goes more in depth about offers and compromise, the offer and compromise formula, how to get offers and compromise reviewed, but. I feel like I just have to say this, folks, because I've seen a lot of bad marketing out there um, uh, from folks who who are basically implying that, hey, anybody can qualify for an offer and compromise when that's just not the case. Uh, Again, my name is Logan Alec. I own Choice Tax Relief. Uh, Give us a call eight six six eight thousand 866-8000-TAX if you want uh, a free evaluation of your tax situation. Bye-bye.